Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Business of Design, episode 152, and some of you were waiting for this episode before we dropped it, and here it is, part two of a conversation we started in episode 150 with Blair Enns, and it does have something to do with value-based versus hourly fees. I think we kind of cleared that up in episode 150. Both methods are viable, both methods have advantages, and both methods have some disadvantages. But for the sake of this conversation, Blair's going to focus exclusively on value-based pricing and its advantages, such as you're no longer tethered to hourly fees, and therefore you have an opportunity to create extraordinary wealth for yourself. It's more challenging, I would say, in the interior design profession than it is in other professions such as advertising and marketing, not impossible, just more challenging. That's okay. For those who feel that they've mastered the hourly fee contracts and mastered the 15-step project management strategy we teach at Business of Design, you're probably ready to go on to flat fees or value-based fees. And if you did your homework the last couple of weeks and you noticed those spots where you didn't feel powerful, you didn't feel confident or competent, where you gave away your power and you practiced the words, our policy is, you are probably much more ready, closer to being ready to go for flat fees exclusively. Blair is going to give you another big piece of the puzzle today. And yes, it has to do with that woo-woo confidence again. There it is. We can't get around it. If you want to make a million dollars in this business, you can. You cannot do it without confidence. And Blair is going to supply some of what's needed to give us the power behind our self-esteem. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Part two, episode 152. Before we jump in, let's hear from Cheryl Horn. Hey, Cheryl, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. What's happening in our world? We actually have a lot coming up. We are gearing up to open up registration for Business of Design's Elite Retreat coming up in the fall. Details are not available online yet, but we are working on it, and we will certainly let everyone know when that's available. Oh, that's Um, Palm Springs, October 15th to 18th, and we will be making that announcement on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. Yes, so stay tuned for that. But also in the fall, you're going to be headed to Australia for the Byron Bay Retreat with Andrew Mitchell of The Design Coach. You can head to thedesigncoach.com.au to register and get full details if you want to join Kimberly in Australia. That is going to be an amazing event. When I was in Sydney last time, I met so many designers who had come to that retreat with Andrew and recommended it. And uh, I'm so happy to be partnering with Andrew on this. This is a design coach event. And so that's why you go to the design coach to buy tickets. Business of Design is going to be participating and looking forward to it. And who doesn't want an excuse to go back to beautiful Sydney? I just feel so sorry for everybody there and all the fires. I hope that those are getting resolved. That has been a horrific situation. It has. It has. One of our members from Australia, Donna, was at the conference with us. So it was so great to see her again. She was at our retreat last year and then joined us for the conference, which was great. That was great, actually. Yeah, that was amazing. 
one of the things I've had come up a lot lately is actually about podcast versus membership. December and January are sort of busy months for people just committing to their business, wanting to transform it. That sort of, you know, new year coming and passing. It's a big time for people signing up, but I get a lot of feedback from people saying that they've been listening to the podcast forever. They love it. It's amazing. They are transforming their businesses. They're implementing Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, and they're not yet members. They're getting all of that, and it's, and it's just from being a podcast listener. And I'm always surprised by that because we've never taught Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy on the podcast. That's not information that's, that's available through being a listener of the podcast. We really only teach Business of Design's core content through membership. Right. I know it is funny. I do meet people and they'll say, oh my gosh, you've changed my life. And, and then I'll say, you know, something about the process and they'll go, oh, what's that? Step number four? Huh? <laughs> so yeah, if you, if you would like to really transform your business and change your life, then business of design membership is what you're looking for. And that's where you'll find business of design's 15 step project management strategy. We will not be covering that on the podcast. That's the core of our business. It is. And if you've got any questions on membership, head to businessofdesign.com or please feel free to reach out to me, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. All right. Thanks, Cheryl. Take care. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Blair Enns is on a mission. He wants to change the way creative services are bought and sold. I love how powerful that is, and it prompted us at Business of Design to modify our own mission statement, which we will share in an upcoming episode. But missions should be powerful and amazing, just as Blair's is. Speaking of amazing, he also has two incredible books, Win Without Pitching, The Manifesto, and Pricing Creativity, A Guide to Profit Beyond the Billable Hour. To learn more about Blair, go to businessofdesign.com and check out the show notes. We have a link to his website. Let's get right back into this conversation, a continuation, part two, episode 152, Pricing Creativity with Blair Ends. You mentioned in the book that there really is no, you could argue both sides of the hourly fee versus value-based fee equation. There are merits and trade-offs to both. What would you say is the biggest trade-off to tracking hourly versus going straight to a value-based fee? Well, it's the biggest trade-off is extraordinary profits. And there are two things, extraordinary profits and risk. So <clears throat> when you go to value-based fees, it's not, it's not 
an absolute requirement that you put some compensation at risk when you're pricing at value. But sometimes you, even if you're not, ex let's just leave that for a later, like a, down the road a little bit, the idea of putting compensation at risk. But when, you, when you're pricing based on value and the value you're trying to achieve is a feeling, and that's a big thing in, like in, in uh, residential interiors, like how do, you, how do you quantify value? It's a feeling. The client is elated. That's the value. In, in general terms, that's the value you're looking for. So if you estimate, you price based on value, you think this is a client who has a lot of money, it's a big house, it's really important to her. You make some sort of rudimentary assessment of how much money and you say for this much money, I'm gonna, I'm gonna promise you you're thrilled. And you estimate it's gonna take you X amount of hours or days. And it turns out it takes um, 1.5 X and you deliver and the client is not thrilled. Well, if you're pricing based on outcomes then you have an obligation to go back and do what needs to be done to make sure that the client is thrilled. And if you've ended up with a difficult client, then you probably shouldn't have priced based on value to begin with, and we can come back to that. But if that's the promise that you made, if you're pricing based on that, and, uh, and it turns out it takes you now 3X to do the job and that's not profitable, that's one of the trade-offs you make in, so that, that's the risk that you incur when you're pricing on value, but the the other end of the spectrum is, is the ability to earn extraordinary profits. You estimated that it would take you X, and if you're going to price it on an hourly rate, hourly rate, it would have been uh, like twice a standard hourly rate, or you have effectively done it in half the time. You did a good job. So that's that's the trade-off that you're working with. It's it's uh, risk and uncertainty on one end, and the ability to earn extraordinary profits on the other end. So my experience with the interior design community is they never, <coughs> never put themselves in a position where they earn extra compensation because it was faster than they thought. It's always the other way around until you get enough experience so you know what you're up against, which is why I think in, in a way it's safer to do that hourly fee compensation. You run the risk that the client's going to be unhappy because your hours keep going. So however, you get paid. With the other one, I see too often, in fact, I had a coaching call yesterday, and she had literally had in the contract unlimited meetings with the clients for the duration of the project, which is anticipated to last two years. Oh unlimited my. meetings. At the client's and, discretion. Right. And the, the, the value she was attaching to this job, a two-year job, was $106,000. And I said, there's absolutely no way this is profitable. There's no way this job works unless the client never asks you to come and have an extra meeting. But you've set yeah. that client up with all the power. So there, there are a lot of things to think about before you jump into the value-based fee. But more and more as our community is becoming more mature, mature and there are, many of them have been members for a long time, they're ready for this. We've been teaching it more and more to those who feel like they have the things they need in place to make it effective. Yeah, and I would say in that case, so that's um, that's a lesson learned, right? Somebody prices that way, and they learn a lesson. And it doesn't matter whether you're pricing based on value or time. The mistake is like you're you're not estimating enough time, or your hourly rate isn't high enough. You, you, you're uh, you're going to fail for, forward on your pricing, regardless of how you price. In your client or member's example, Kimberly, I would say. Um, that experience for her is 
probably a valuable one two years later, as long as she reflects on what she did and what she would do differently next time and then makes adjustments moving forward. Bingo. You just hit the nail on the head because that is the piece that's missing. People are often on to the next job and the next job and the next job. And we make up all of these, we make up a narrative about why things went wrong. And at least in my case, I told myself I would be smarter next time, but I found myself repeating the same mistakes. Um, So quantifying those hours really helped me look at the cost. What is the cost to my company of not getting this right? Because so many of us are not motivated by money. That's that's a crazy truth. Like, you know, I would say 80% are not their first priority is not money. If you if you really drill down their first priority, mm-hmm. they want to make these beautiful spaces and they want the clients to love them. Yeah, can I speak to that? So in my first book, The Win Without Pitching Manifesto, I I I talked about that a little bit and I I use kind of some shorthand for that. I say there's two reasons to go to work in the morning, fun and money. And fun isn't really the right word, but it's a nice short word. But it describes everything that you've just talked about. It's, I'm a creative person. I'm put on this world to create. I'm going to go do my art. I'm going to have these great experiences with my clients and my colleagues if I have team members. So two reasons to go to work in the morning. We'll call it fun as a placeholder for all of the creative stuff and the interpersonal stuff. And then to make money. And in the beginning, it's... um, it's mostly about the fun and you tell yourself, yeah, it's okay if I'm not making money because I'm here for the art. I'm doing all these great things. I'm doing these, have these great interactions with the client. Et yeah. And I'm building sweat equity. Yeah. Sweat yeah. Equity. Yeah. 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 A little <laughs> life you tell yourself. Totally. <clears throat> and ne- what I say, next year, next project, it's going to be better. I'm going to do, it's going to be so much better next year. <laughs> yeah. And then as you you big, you build your business and you keep sacrificing uh, fun and the years go by, sacrificing money for the fun and the years go by and you start to hire some staff and first you hire your friends and it's very collegial and you're all working late nights and you're in the trenches together and there's kind of music on in the studio and you celebrate and like you're you're one big happy family and life like I like to say about an ad agency or a graphic design firm in the beginning it's like life is like a it's like a rock and roll tour bus. Like we're all together. We're <laughs> late hours. We're doing these crazy things. It's, it's fun. And then you wake up one morning and you look in the mirror and you think, I want to get off this rock and roll tour bus before I end up looking like Keith Richards. And right. you, have this, you have this honest moment. You look yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm tired of having fun. I want to make money. I've told myself kind of the creative lie for a long time, which is, it's just about the art. And the truth is, as soon as you turn your art or your creative gift into your enterprise, you have an obligation to yourself, to your family, to your suppliers, to your employees, to your entire uh, supplier network. You have an obligation to make money. You have to pass, pass this fundamental test of profit, which means you earn money for the risk that you take above and beyond the salary that you pay yourself for the for the things that you do. You earn money above and beyond that. And if you can't pass that test of profitability above and beyond a standard salary, what that's saying is the market does not value what you do and you should go get a job. So let me just save everybody a couple decades of heartache and just say, you need to pass that. You don't need to be profitable from day one, but the longer you put it off, well, yeah, let me, let me take that back. You should be profitable. Yeah, for sure. From on a project basis from day one, there are no lost leaders, except in the very, very beginning of your business where it sometimes makes sense to 
to win business based on price to build a certain book of business. But even that I'm hesitant at sharing mm -hmm. because yeah. as you know, people are going to take that piece of advice for too long into the future. Yeah, because I found myself just being, I was a gerbil on a wheel and it was exactly as you described. I had this design studio and we're all like, music's blaring, somebody's ordering pizza, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And then years go by and what happened for me is I didn't get off the tour bus, but boy, my staff, they were fleeing. They were like jumping out of the window <laughs> and the bus was moving because they, they realized this is never gonna end. There's no end game here. This is how she's gonna run this business until she's 70, right? Right? Yeah. And then, and if that, if they don't bail on you first, at some point you'll look at them that moment you look in the mirror, you'll look at these people that you thought you felt this kinship with and you will resent them. Yeah. You'll see them as, well, you get to go home at night. You, you've got a salary no matter what, et cetera. And nobody, that's not fair to anybody. It's just part of the journey that happened. So skip all that and just acknowledge that profitability is a test that you must pass. Yeah, you need and, to pass it early. And I love that we owe it to our communities. We owe it to our families. We owe it to the people who work for us. We owe it to our suppliers. We owe it to our communities. We owe it to each other. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, creative people have this other challenge, and I talk about it in Pricing Creativity. I think it's the last chapter, which is called The Final Obstacle is You. Creative people often have this challenge that um, because they're creators first and entrepreneurs, maybe not even second, they just kind of happen to fall into entrepreneurship, they have an unhealthy relationship with money. So we sometimes think, oh, that's too much money or it's, I couldn't take that much money from the client. And it's you, when you stop and think about it, there are some people and businesses in the world that make money by hurting others or by taking from others. But the vast majority of people and businesses in the world make money by helping others. And so you, you need to embrace the idea that the more, the more money you make, that's not just a sign of financial success. That's a sign of the value that you are helping to create in the world. And if you, if, you, if you go 15 years in your career and you haven't made a lot of money, you, you really have to stop and ask yourself, have you, have you not created enough value in the world for your clients? And how you price... Um, you might think, well, I, I wasn't able to create as much value as I wanted because the, the, I kept getting beat up on price. But you can fix that easily. You can change the way you price. As soon as you change the way you price, you create more room for you to do your best work, and therefore you deliver more value. It becomes this virtuous circle. What I hear you say is as soon as I change the way I price, as soon as I allow myself to charge a higher rate, I create more room for me to provide more value to my clients. I never thought of it that way, but that is absolutely true. The moment I stepped up, I leveled up, I gave myself a big fat raise, everything changed for me. I became committed to providing my clients with excellent value. And that just set off a whole chain reaction of stepping up every aspect of the service I was providing those clients. I sometimes feel my only solution to all problems is raise your rate. But the truth of the matter is, it is a solution to many problems, and it can be scary to do it. But I would really encourage you to just step up and see the difference it'll make in your life. If you don't believe me, believe Blair. 
Blair, you've just you've just teased us. We need like a hundred more hours with you. So so <laughs> I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna hunt I'll you clear down. My I'm schedule. Gonna, thank you. <laughs> yes, because you have to come back on the podcast, and I know the community wants to get to know more about you. So um, the two books. Tell us the name of the two books and where we can buy them. So my first book came out in 2010. It's called The Win Without Pitching Manifesto. It's over 30,000 copies sold, and uh, sales keep going up every year. You can buy that at Amazon, and it's a regular price for a book. It's $20, $25. My most recent book came out in January of 2018. It's called Pricing Creativity, A Guide to Profit Beyond the Billable Hour. You can buy that only at pricingcreativity.com. It is the first pricing book in the world, I believe, priced based on the principles in the book. So look at how it's priced. It's expensive. There are different prices you can pay based on the different options. And it's fully guaranteed. If you buy it, you don't like it, you don't make more money from it, we'll send you your money back. That is bold. I love that you're living by your principles. It's so good. I highly recommend the books. I actually, I will say I'm, I have to do another read because a lot of the information is dense. It's robust. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And I'm somebody who likes to implement so I did the one read through, and now I'm going to go back and go, these are the changes I'm going to make. So thank you for that. We end every episode with something we call design intervention. It's just a piece of advice, a piece of wisdom you think is instrumental to helping people grow and run their businesses better. Oh, wow. I really would depend on when you caught me with that question. I caught you today. You caught me just now. So one piece of advice... Um, I always jumped immediately to the best piece of advice I ever received, which was from a lawyer who said, never break more than one law at a time. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's not the best. That's not the best. Um, okay, here, here's what I'll pass on to your audience. Like all of these things that we talk about that you should be doing differently, you're only able to bring yourself to do them if you have the right mindset. So I'm going to leave you with the win without pitching Jedi mantra that gets you into the Jedi mindset. It's four statements stacked on top of each other. And this is the mantra you say to yourself before your next interaction with your next client. You stop for a second and you say these words. I am the expert. I am the prize. I am on a mission to help. I can only do that if you let me lead. All will not follow and that's okay. So I am the expert. I'm the prize to be one in the relationship, not the client. The client would be lucky to have us work with them. I'm on a mission to help to create beauty in the world. Whatever your mission is, your mission should be a higher sense of purpose than helping than selling people more stuff. What is your mission? Tap into that. It gives you a sense of moral authority in the sale. I can only do that if you let me lead. Speaks to your need to behave like the expert practitioner. Act like a professional, lead the client through the engagement, don't apologize for anything, stand up straight, be confident, be your very best self, and be channel the best professional that you know in your life, your lawyer, your accountant, uh, whoever. And then all will not follow is the fact that if this doesn't work out, that's fine. There are more after this. Not everybody is going to want to engage with me the way that I want to engage. So I am the expert. I am the prize. I'm on a mission to help. I can only do that if you let me lead. All will not follow, and that's okay. Hands down, that is the best design intervention I have ever heard. Wow, that is mind-blowing. Thank you so, so much. I am going to use that. 
I'm going to remind this community to use that, and we are very grateful for you giving us this information and your time when you're not feeling great, too. You're very welcome. Thanks, Sincerely, Kimberly. This was a ton of fun. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.